Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Ladies and gentlemen, we've only got three more episodes, including this one, until the season is finally over. God, that early summer slam, we did not realise how long the season would actually feel, especially for those of us lower down the table. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a few weeks to go in this season. I am your host for today, Scott McLeod. Karen Jewell is in the rear view. We've got two big pay-per-view events in full gear and Survivor Series to look forward to to round out the season. But joining me today is a man who spent most of the early part of this very long season at the top of the table. And now it feels about as likely for him to get to the top of the season as it is for him to get a key ticket this Christmas. He is Jack Graham. Hello. Hello, everyone. I don't know if you can hear that banging that was going on there, but it's, it stopped. And unlike me banging at the top of the table, I am sat slumped mid-table. It's been a sad... Sad state of affairs after a clash at the castle for myself, but uh, what can you do? What can you do? I guess, you know, after you've won it three times, someone else has got to win it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We, all, we, we should all thank Jack for being so gracious as to suddenly decide he doesn't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anymore, you know? <laughs> you know, maybe you know, well, well, someone in the four horse race can win it now, you know what I mean? It's, it's uh, how. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll just watch. You know, I'll, 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 I will be the first person to shake the the, the winner's hand this season as as the, as a three time winner. You know, I'll be like, well done, lad. <laughs> shake their hand, and they're like, it's an overly tight grip you got there, there, Jack. A lot of it now. <laughs> uh, but let's talk about the top three because it's quite interesting. Uh, what the numbers here? Like, there's no like, it's very interesting. Like some high scorers in the top three. So we've got EO Sky of Damage Guitarl uh, having won back the women's tag team titles despite losing them uh, last week on Raw. Won them back at Crown Jewel. And I think it's interesting because it did seem like last week because we'd been going on about for a week because for a week we've been going on about how oh, the juggernauts on both you know, Ryan and and on both Ryan's teams Know, Rio and Dakota, and then suddenly they lost the titles. It felt like for a second, oh, have they both lost those juggernauts? Are they are we going to have to? They're going to have to rely on other people and their teams. No, no, they just won them right back again. And so Ryan Dalglish's Eel Sky has been put back into the top three with twenty five points after you know the win at Crunchyroll and that entertaining back and forth the Japanese with Asuka. Yeah, well, also Dakota Kai got twenty five points as well. I, just, I don't know. I don't know why Eo is above Dakota. I never, I never understand it. But they're both, both, both in the same bet. So it's kind of whatever, whatever uh, Ryan Lewis can do, Ryan Gallagher can do the exact same. So that's that's they they they're the two because they're always going to get equal points for that unless someone miraculous like someone just somehow gets injured this season. You know, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. There, it'll be the the kind of the, the odd points. Whereas we've got the the Danhausen propping up Ryan, and we've got Sami Zayn propping up the other Ryan. It's 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 going to go down pretty much, very much to a wire for for them too. And it's up to 
uh, uh, Stephen and our, new, and our new person in the four horse race, which we'll find out later on to see who can who can stop them. But I obviously it's it's going to go down to the wire. I think definitely somebody who's been very far away from the from any kind of race for the top of the table is Gary Kernan, who has been at the bottom of the table for he's been above Andy Mitchell. I think he's happy that Andy's here, otherwise he would have taken the bottom spot. But Gary does have one of his players scoring very highly, who's in the top three this week. 27 points goes to Roman Reigns after defeating Logan Paul on Crown Jewel and then having an appearance on SmackDown this week as the Universal Champion. I think, you know, Gary picked first. It was understandable why he might pick Roman Reigns. And we were all like, oh, well, you know, why? We're not sure how long, how far he's going to turn up, but he's on 80 points overall in the season as Roman Reigns. And it's kind of weird how, how low down Gary is when you look at the team. He's got, you got Roman, FTR. I know Cole's on zero points, but he's got FTR. Obviously, Bliss lost at Crown Jewel. But he's also got Owens and Ronda Rousey. Like, it's weird that he can have such a great team on paper and yet, and some people appear in the top three, yet still be so low on the table. Yeah, it's 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 really weird. Gary's certainly been the the the, the curious case of Gary Kernahan uh, mm-hmm. this 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 season. It's, it's, you'd look at that, you'd take that team that team on paper. Some presenting you that team any season, you'd absolutely say, yeah, I'll take that, sure. But I there's, there's been a lot of things. Also, Adam Cole being injured, uh, Tony Khan seemingly just forgetting about FTR for about half the season. Owens now being off TV for a wee while, Ronda Rousey being your part-time, Roman Reigns being your part-time, Alexa Bliss only just kind of recently coming back, winning the title and losing the title. There's a, it's a great team, maybe just not for this season how things have panned out. I mean, Gary probably might have a chance to over to leap over Graham McRobbie, maybe. Uh, well, if it's like, if FDR get on like full gear and he's got Ronda and Roman in big matches uh, at Survivor Series, but having said that, Grant also does have John Moxley. So it would depend on if John Moxley walks out of full gear with the world title. But you know, it, it's been a two Ryan race for the last few weeks, and then a ginger horse started riding up beside them, known as Stephen Wilson. And now a new challenger has entered because his tag team of the Usos are on a. I think this might be the highest. Uh, top three I can remember score I can remember the Usos have 47 points because I believe they are his captains they are and they one of their defences they come at a pay-per-view Crown Jewel I know you might call it a glorified high show but it is count as pay-per-view title win uh, points and then a win over the New Day on Smiley cementing themselves as the longest reigning tag team champions in WWE so two major title defences successfully from your captains has cemented the Usos at the top of the top three for Dan, but also has Dan creeping on the outside as a he's wanting to overthrow Ryan Dalglish as, as the first person to win the Worcesters League in their main season. He's like, you heard, you heard all that talk that Dan and you heard all that talk that Ryan and David were pulling on SD 115. He said, I want a fucking piece of that. I tell you what, fair, fair fucks to Dan. Well, 47 points, absolutely mad. Was they, they retained against the Brawling Brutes at Crown Jewel. They were on Raw as well. Then they retained their titles against the New Day in SmackDown. What, what a fucking week. That's class. And you look at the rest of his team as well. Wardlow and Jade Cargo defend their titles next week on Full Gear. They'll no doubt 
successfully defend those titles and Stokely Hathaway, he'll be fucking kicking about full gear like no ends too. He, he, he He's creeped out of nowhere and I tell you, he is going to be in a very, very nice position before the end of the season and obviously I think Oh, it's for the four for the four of them. It's going to come down to Survivor Series for each of their different matches. Obviously, Usos will, as we've probably seen, like Brawling Brutes and Usos are going to be in the uh, probably in the War Games match. It hasn't been announced yet with Sheamus, McIntyre, Sokoa, and uh, Rain, Stephen Scott, Bianca Bell, Air. I I believe, yeah, Rhea Ripley might be on it. Who knows what Seth Rollins is doing? Obviously, Ryan Gallagher's got Dakota Kai. He's got the acclaimed defendants title next their next title next week too. Ryan's got Evil Sky and he's got Sami Zayn that might get involved in some way. He's still got Karrion Cross and Cora Jade might do something uh, in the next couple of weeks NXT as well. It's, it's a very good run into the end of the season. Yeah. To bear in mind that Ryan we still has somebody on zero points with Banks and Naomi. It's starting Impressive. to be a bad investment. Uh, and then Austin Theory uh, let the side down with his Spectacular fuck up of the money in the bank cash in <laughs> this week. I'm not as confident about uh, about Wardlow retaining after the Samoa Joe betrayal uh, as I'm about Jake Cargo. Jake Cargo will probably get him the points though, which is still good. And you know, I think he would have scored even higher had Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark not failed this past week on NXT to capture the women's tag team t- titles. And we'll take that over to the top ten uh, leaderboard here. Andy Mitchell, men's financial advisor, still under 29 points. Then Gary Kernahan, as we mentioned, is ahead and by a gap, but still not where he'd like to be, 197 points with Team Vista. Or men on a mission, I can't remember where he is at this point. Uh, Graham McRobbie with What the Funaki, 229 points. I'm on 232. Twice I've had a chance to fire my way up that table with Bailey, and she's let me down twice. I'm not even that. I'm not even confident. I'm not even going to talk about the possibility of her winning at war game because, really, uh, me and me and Bailey, we are done professionally. I'm telling you right now. Uh, I mean, my only chance now is uh, is for Jungle Boy beat Luchasaurus at full gear in a cage match. I got announced last night. And if the rumors are true, if the Young Bucks come back, who remember my tag team, you guys could quickly come back and win those trios titles back. That would actually help me tremendously. But we got Ross on so 258 points in sixth position with the full body Bordeaux. Three time Kings of Traffic and Jack are only a point ahead of Ross in fifth position. You've not just fallen in a couple places, you went right back down to the middle. Yeah, it's been a it's certainly been a full fake race. I just it was after a clash at the castle it's just been to absolute shit for me. And that's just that's the game, isn't it? That's the draft for you. Dan Axel Jameson is on 280 points. He's keeping around the outside. He's, I think we already found out in the group chat that he's already cemented himself amongst Listener's League history and that he is he's the highest scoring person for Listener's League to come in for their season in the main league. Like he scored higher than Ryan Douglas when he was here. He scored higher than JP. He's fucking far and above anything Adam Kelly done, who's scored the lowest out of any Listener's League player, and rightfully so. So he's already spent his place, even if he doesn't win, which I think is uh, an outside, a very outside bet. Um, who do I think is going to be the winner of this draft season? I think because of next week, which I kind of forgot about, I'm going to stake my claim 
that Ryan Gallagher will be your draft champion this season. Oh, well, you mentioned uh, Stephen Wilson. I meant to say he's on 285. Oh, fuck, I completely forgot. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I completely fucked that for you there. No, no, I was just saying, I was just mentioning about how well Dan's done. He's already, like, because I know Ryan Gallagher has done well since he's graduated to being full-time in the main league, but he... Uh, in terms of like first time from the Little League over here, Dan's cement himself. Uh, we got Wilson at 285. We got Ryan Dog Leash. We're keeping all that in, by the way. Uh, good, we'll... good. I blame Peter K, by the way. That's what I blame. If, if I was saying to Scott before the show, he's fucking near these tickets. Only 49,000 in queue now, Scott. Only 49,000. But he thought in our thousand in the queue. <laughs> <laughs> I've had it up to bloody ear with it. <laughs> Gotta get the tickets. Remember, eye level is bar level. If you can't see the tickets, you can't buy them. <laughs> the interesting thing with the Ryans here now, it seems to be oh, Ryan Douglas was holding one of the top spots, just fending off Ryan Gallagher. Now it's been flipped reversed. Ryan Douglas with the Ryan's Redeemers is on 289. Ryan Gallagher is on 296 this week. And I think, as we mentioned, an acclaimed title defence against Swerving Our Glory at full gear retention there. Would help Ryan hold on to that spot. Absolutely. I think, I think Ryan hearing that his former Goat Tones partner was maybe coming back to the main season has given him that inspiration he finally needed to not be, as MJF would describe, mid, which I'll I'll still defend without David Campbell for a long time in the main season on his own. That's what Ryan Gallagher was, but he is this season to prove us wrong. Uh, yeah, Ryan Dalglish is. Is fighting to keep on to that top spot. He's hoping maybe EOS Guy gets a singles match to give him some points over to go to Guy, which means he can get that top spot again. Could you imagine if both Ryan Gallagher and David Campbell win their respective leagues? Could you imagine how relentless that would be next season? Because oh. yeah. David can turn on a fucking dime. Like, you, went, you go from like defending Ryan and saying how he, he's actually a great draft player and how the Goat Tones are the greatest tie to you. And then when they fucked up their second season as a team, he was there like, oh, Ryan Gallagher, how you held me back. I want to fight you in our own wee mini contest, even though nobody else cares about it. And now here he is. He'll be slightly singing Ryan's praises from the rooftops if he manages to pull this off. Yeah, it's... Oh, it'll, it'll drive folk to not compete in the draft again. <laughs> That's how, that's how bad it might that's how bad it might get and obviously I'm, I'm sure at some point if they, if they both did win I'm sure they both come on SDL and I'm sure that would be a riveting episode but we, we talked about David Campbell he has to win the Lusses League if he wants to have a chance to come back this in the next season and Jack I know you're already feeling a bit stressed uh because of the whole Peter K thing, but if you can take your eyes off Peter K for a second, yes, and yes. give us the top five of the listeners' league this week. Well, we look at the listeners' league, and uh, it's it, it is kind of becoming the same old story here. One, two, three, four, five. So Craig for Scythe. Who knows at this point? Craig, I don't know either, mate. I don't know either. Two hundred seventy and a half points. We kind of look at we look at Craig's team. Uh, oh, Stephen's made a spreadsheet pearl fancy for the listeners. Look at that. It's uh, also John Moxley. Will he retain? Who knows? Who knows? FTR, Montez Ford, Roxanne Perez, 
Tony Storm, Bron Breaker. It's uh, Craig. I think you're out, mate. To be honest, I think you're out. I don't think anything's happening for you there. Uh, Martin Best on progress travel, two hundred seventy-two points. Take a quick look at his team. Captain Bianca Belair with War Games match. Seth Rollins, Evan Lee, who's coming up next week. Carrying Cross, Kevin Owens, Ronda Rousey. So that kind of the bottom half of the, their his team is the same as what uh, Gary's is, and it's kind of suffering that same point. They've kind of just been a bit maybe good for a different season, but this season is just not kind of worked out for them. Uh, Ross Henderson was stone cold. Mr. Blobby, uh, he is on 289 points. I mean, look at his team. It's Captain Seth Rollins, obviously kind of uh, picking up good stuff recently when running the US title and whatnot. But he also has the Usos, Mandy Rose, Alexa Bliss, Kevin Owens and Matt Riddle. Again, it's the same kind of thing of a, 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 a good team, but it's just not worked out this season, I think. We've got an 11-point gap up to Stuart with Steve Save Pussy with Conrad.com. He's in 300 points. Uh, we take a quick look at his team. Drew McIntyre as captain, potentially in this War Games match is coming up. Dakota Kai, the other War Games match. Jade Cargill defending the title next week. Carrying Cross, the acclaimed defending the title next week. Bron Breaker defending against Von Wagner. A lot of points that could be coming, coming Stewart's way uh, in the last couple of weeks in the final run in. And then we've got David Campbell, a team GOAT, 322 points. Bailey is his captain. Obviously, the War Games match. Seth Rollins worked out pretty well for him so far. Judgment Day, who seemed to be having a match against the OC with me I am at some point. Karrion Cross, Asuka, Bron Breaker. I think it's going to be tighter than what David Campbell would like it to be. I think Stewart's going to have a very good run in. Come the end. I still think David Campbell might win, but I think it might be a little bit too close for comfort when it comes to David Campbell in the season. I don't think it's going to be as big a gap as what he thought it would be. But I think I, I, I'd still go with David winning, I think. Uh, he wants to be miles ahead, so he would, uh, David Campbell. It's harder to really carve a clear path in the listeners league, almost as hard as it is to get Buddy Peter Key tickets. But. <laughs> I know, I know David was very much stressing because he has both Asuka and Bailey on his team. And so I would like to read these messages I got from uh, I got from David Campbell watching Crown Jewel. I, wasn't, I hadn't started watching it, so he'd already just seen the tag match by this point. And he just put, fuck that bitch. And I went, eh? He said, are you watching? I went, no. I went, well, I'll say no more then. But you sure you know, I'm very unhappy with this woman. I thought he was talking about the Bailey match, so I thought, oh, God, has he spoiled that for me? She fucked up again. Then when I saw he was talking about the time, I just thought, oh, good, I'm still going to be a chance, and then Bailey still fucked it for me. <laughs> and then he said, I assume you're referring to the women's tag team titles. And he went, yes, that fucking bitch you can get so far to fuck. And I thought you were talking about Bailey the match. Uh, and then I came back and went, I'm actually happy that... I said, I'm actually happy that I damaged control. He won the tag team match and the... The current jail sweep, and he missed a bit. Fuck the sweep, my entire life is at stake. I cannot lose this league now. Uh, uh, and, then, and then I joined in a few days later on by messaging him, Fuck Bianca Belair. <clears throat> and he went, This is, you know, it's got this is the worst night I could have possibly had. I said, That was my last chance at with Bale. I'm never picking her again. She went, Bitch. I said, Her and Drew are always great for other people and never for me. And he said, That's a very mature thing you realize. To which I said, I really wish I didn't have to find out this way. 
I could find out in a way that didn't cost me fucking points. So let's just say David was very tense when he was watching Crown Jewel and seeing Bailey and Asuka failed to hold on to any sort of championship this past week. So he very much needs uh, this. I mean, I think he's I think it'll cancel itself out either way on the women's war game because Asuka's on one side, Bailey's on the other. So I don't think it will really matter to David who wins that war games. Yeah. It's, 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 and he's got Asuka and Bailey, but Stuart just has Dakota Kai, which is, which is pretty useful. Uh, if, I, if I read the teams again, so David's got Bailey, Seth Rollins, Judgment Day, Carrying Cross, Asuka, Ron Breaker. Stuart has Drew McIntyre, Dakota Kai, Jade Cargo, Carrying Cross, the acclaimed Braun Breaker. So the Braun Breakers cancel themselves out. Uh, obviously, David has Bailey and Asuka uh, in, the, in the match. They, they, uh, they will probably cancel each other out as well. But Bailey's David's captain. So he, can, he needs Bailey to win, whereas Stuart has Dakota Kai, so that would help him as well. The acclaimed and Jade Cargill, they'll probably both defend their titles. Carrying Cross is obviously might not do anything, but oh, yeah, Drew Cap- McIntyre is captain. Carrying Cross also lost for uh, for David last week at Crown Jewel as well on the Buddy Cage match, so yeah, Bill Willie was one kicking the balls after another. So, aye, so Stuart has him too, but. Stuart has Drew McIntyre. And Seth Rollins hasn't got anything set in stone yet for if he's doing anything comes to Survivor Series. Could it could it be that Stuart wins this? Like put thinking about it like that. Stuart's got two title defenses next week. Mm. Which will probably happen which will probably get to the acclaimed and Jade Cargo. They've both got Braun Pega to defend their title. So that's that's fine. They both have carrying cross. So that's fine. And Stuart's got Dakota Kai and Drew McIntyre. Where essentially David has Bailey and Seth Rollins. Judgment Day as well, which all looks like it's probably going against the OC. But is that two title defences at full gear? Is that going to swing it maybe in favour for Stuart? Possibly. Because, you know, David, if he asked Stephen, he would probably be allowed in, uh, mainly he just asked to be in. I think winning this list is just, it's more a matter of principle than anything else. Yeah. yeah. It really means a lot to him that he can prove that he can just walk in a lesson league and win it. But we'll see how these next two weeks, they are going to be very tense weeks for David Campbell, but Jack, I'll ask you a short little question before we go. and We're going to talk more about Full Gear and Survivor Series in the next couple of weeks. But looking ahead to next season, we've had a fair few new people pop up in the league who could potentially be big scorers, or people who just happen to go undrafted and who have actually scored very well. We, uh, we've had Solo Sequoia get called up to the main roster and be a big part of the bloodline. We've had all these people come back like Braun Strowman we've had uh, Hit Row come back Mia Yim's back Emma 
and we've had we've had Santos Escobar and Legal de Fantasma get called up. Sarah Rose made a return with the Viking Raiders. We have there's rumors about people getting called up soon, like Grayson Waller and Cameron Grimes. And you gotta think after NXT deadline in December that people like Braun and Mandy Rose may get called up fairly soon. Is there anybody who's like not been drafted or recently returned to WWE that you think will become like a top priority in terms of like people that, as in in terms of who people should go for? Because you remember like Bailey and Damage Control came back right before the start of this season and you saw how valuable they ended up being. Yeah, um I think one that that was in my team when I won. Maybe not taking it as a tag team, maybe as a single, but it seems it, it seems that Triple H to me has a lot of trust in them and what they're able to do, and especially because they're on Raw every week and they're always in a couple of segments backstage, and they usually have a match every week, and it seems to be they're they're a good, just a good couple of people to have on Raw, and ev- they, they they just seem to be killing it every week. I would Alpha Academy. Mm. Uh, also, another return that we've not said is, is uh, Gallows and Anderson. I guess you, they'd be a good one as well, all things considered. But I think if you're wanting like a kind of dark horse pick, Alpha Academy are kind of putting themselves in a bit of a prominent position on Raw where they can go up against anyone and they're making it work and they're getting a good couple of segments each time out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you got them, you got the OC, as you, as you said. Who came back? They'll be in a promotion alongside AJ Styles. For the Orange Cassidy, by the way, isn't drafted. But why is it every time Orange Cassidy doesn't get drafted, he does? He has a great season. Because we were all talking about like Ross, not not nothing against Ross picking Pat, but like, oh, but he's the All Atlantic champion. We don't really know what that All Atlantic title is all going to be about. The pack a couple of defenses into actually defending on AEW TV loses it to Orange Cassidy, who's. Had like three now successful, four successful defenses of that tail. He's won two triple threats. He beat Shibata and he beat Lee Johnson for some reason last week on Rampage. So all of a sudden, that All Atlantic title has been defended as frequently as worth as many points as as what we thought the TNT title used to be. <laughs> I, I tell you what, see after see when next season comes back, some new draft Orange Cassidy and the All Atlantic title will just be a, a dark elevation title again. <laughs> Yeah, you'd hope not, but... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, look at who else we've got that's came back that could be... Yeah, like I said, Braun came back uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, so he had a big win at Crown Jewel. And I guess very- especially, especially with him as well, with what's next season is, when it comes to Survivor Series, you take him, he's probably going to get five or six eliminations, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, you got me the. Also, this is the time when you need to start thinking about the rumble. I think a lot of people, given the storyline, we don't know where it's going to go. But I think Sami Zayn is somebody who should be high on a lot of people's lists as well. Yeah, definitely. After after what's just happened, and now he's it's, he's part of this World Cup thing too. It's yeah, Sami Zayn. We will see Sami Zayn. I I was I'm saying that we will see Sami Zayn drafted round one or round two. Yeah. I also. Over the World Cup, I think people like Escobar, I think he has one of the highest chances to win that tournament. So he should definitely be on somebody's list. And I wonder if he's Gunther, who, while he's done a lot for you, Jet, this season, he's one of these people I don't see him really doing anything that major until 
you know the end of the yeah until the, until next season because obviously I don't think they'll get the tournament wrapped up before Survivor Series unless they want to really fire through it because they've only just done the first two rounds this week. I mean, we could technically get it through, but they'd have to really fire through it. Like the semis on the go home show. Then oh, by the way, this Saturday, Gunther versus whoever. I think that would be kind of a waste. Ah, uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be pretty much. I think they get. Uh, now you said it, but I think uh, Santos Escobar will probably won it because then you've got the Legado Tel Fantasma against Imperium for a good kind of story for a wee while. But yeah. uh, I think if you're going to take a mid-card champion next season, you take Rollins. I think, as you say, I think Gunther's going to be not doing much up until the Rumble, maybe. It's it's just that kind of season where nobody's really wanting to take a champion because everyone's gotten the, the Rumble points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Rollins has had a, a long history of being a solid pick, which means if I pick him next season, he'll probably fuck it up for me. No, in my track but then you got the Usos, who I don't think it's looking like they're going to lose those belts until WrestleMania. I think with terms of factions, uh, there's a lot in WWE right now. Like you got Imperium, as you said, Brawling Brutes, Ridge and Butch, or even Sheamus. I know he's lost in, when he's fought for the IC title, but he has been one of the most consistent people on SmackDown. He made his return last night. So I think Sheamus would be a solid pick going forward because I see a lot of people even saying they want to see Sheamus you know, as a kind of a Hold over defense for Roman before they start his build to mania. A lot of people want to see Sheamus versus Roman, which I think would be pretty cool. Yeah, and Sheamus she- deserves it. That'd be great, uh, especially if Poppy got back return last night. It's a shame that his body microphone didn't work. <laughs> so, also mentioned next week they do have the six, the next two first round matches in the World Cup as uh, Braun and Santos advanced last night. We've also got Butch versus Sammy next week. And we've got Mustafa Ali versus Ricochet. And I think they seem to be built teasing Mustafa Ali as a challenger for that US deal. So if you feel like taking a chance, maybe take a chance on uh, on Mustafa Ali. You got Bray Wyatt. You know he's been the kind of promos, but he he got physical for the first time. He gave a headbutt to LA Knight. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe we're actually seeing the beginnings of a mini first feud for Bray Wyatt. I think that'll be really good because obviously LA Knight. He's a he's fucking class in the mic as well. I think he have some great great promos, but also it's not one that you assume LA Knight's gonna win. Yeah, so or if you really wanted to get bold on the AEW side, why not pick Jeff Jarrett? Because apparently it's two thousand fucking seven all over again. <laughs> first suggestion he goes backstage and his new office role. Okay, I got an idea for you. For you, Tony. We hit we take the ring. It's got six sides. He's Jeff Jarrett. He's got a match at Full Gear, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Him and Jay Lethal versus Darby and Stein. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so you also mentioned the Trials title. That's another potential championship point for of course, yeah. Lucha Brothers, I think, as a tag team. Obviously, I can't think why nobody may have taken a chance on the Lucha Brothers this season. But the Lucha Brothers and Pag, as long as they've got those trios titles, I mean, Full Gear will, de- will determine that if the Young Bucks are going to come back. So, you got that. Uh, I think MJF especially, because I think MJF is seen as the favourite going into that match uh, at Full Gear. So, MJF may be a favourite for, for next season as well. He was on my team when I won it. I think he's been on a couple of winning teams. Yeah. I think he's, I, I think he's been on my team when, he's been, when I've won 
Uh, but also next, I think he's going to tell next season. I think that's obviously the this whole the firm attack on Pish, isn't he? Okay. <laughs> Isn't like real one. Also, also it did happen. <laughs> like it isn't real. So, like that never happened. They just, they just liked us on TV. And I I think that um, that wrestling like it's no real. Like <laughs> tell me, Jack. I think that yeah, they'll help him man, and they like, don't trust the devil. Blah, blah blah. And I think yeah, I think it'll be. I think it'll be good. I think it'll be good. Mm-hmm. I I think MGF for one, and I think that he'll be a hot commodity for next season. There's a lot of value. Next season, even though I think there's only really what a couple of major shows like day one thing cancelled, so we've got NXT deadline. I assume they'll be doing some uh, special episodes, themed episodes of Dynamite, and you know, they'll try and make the weekly TV for WWE interesting. But in terms of pay per it's really got, only got deadline and then the Rumble that's the only ones I can think of because you know, full revolution, I think, doesn't happen until about late February, early March time, radio, so that won't be factored in until at least the next season. Yeah, because they've cancelled day one, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Aye, wolf. High next season's going to be strange. Yes, yes, it will be. And hopefully you guys will follow us along as we go through that strange season. Will we have David Campbell back in the league? Will we be talking about the upset of Dan Axel Jameson in that season, next season, in that next season as the, as the winner? Well, somebody called Ryan win the season. It's there's a fifty percent chance that that might be the case. But Jack, thank you for joining me uh, on this week's Saturday Draft Live. Sorry about your chances that your chances have went down both of winning the season and getting those tickets. <laughs> oh, it's all right. It's all right. You know, uh, uh, both pain me. Both pain me. But you know, but you've got to be a. Got to be the bigger man at some point, and you've just got got to let things be. I'll be back. I'll be back next season, and yeah. I am damn certain I'll probably never see Peter K. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to be a four-time champion, but like then he suddenly got all humble. Like, you know, it's too greedy to do it back to back. Let someone else have a go. You know, I, I, I've already had my three courses. You know what I mean? I've I've had my three once, so some somebody else has got to have to take a bit of the take a bit of the dinner. You know what I mean? Ah. <laughs> uh. He said all. He said all of everybody else's dinner. Only thing left on the table is garlic bread. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> there now follows an enthusiastic advertisement for Quiz Showdown. Hello, guys. Welcome to Quiz Showdown. I'm Daniel Campbell, and in the show, you're going to see the members of the Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet team go through a very strange quiz. We don't know what the heck's going on with it, but you're going to have to watch to find out. Go check out on the YouTube channel now. That was an enthusiastic advert for Quiz Showdown.